Welcome to the Gifted Therapy Podcast, hosted by Mary Stone. Through her gift of being claircognizant, psychic, and her mediumship skills, you will be intrigued and educated about alternative ways of healing. Mary has 20 years of experience to bring her to this point. It all started with a tragedy of her own. She will be joined by me, Renee Johnson, the producer and a longtime client and friend of Mary's. I am a firm believer of all things spiritual and am a testimony of how Mary's sessions have changed my life. I hope these sessions can help you with clarity, peace, comfort, and closure, and provide you with helpful information as you move through your earthly journey. Everything provided in this podcast has come from Mary's own experience of doing private readings. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. So on today's episode of Gifted Therapy, we have a special guest, Ellie Bilios, and he's a certified master hypnotist trainer, and he's been doing this for over 25 years. So with that said, hi, Ellie. Hello, Renee. How are you? Good in yourself. I'm doing well, doing well. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Mary, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> I, I'm joining in and I'm really looking forward to this episode. It's very interesting to me as a medium. I uh, do a lot of readings for 20 years now and a lot of issues that come up, I find they do come from past lives. So you're a specialist. So that's why we wanted to talk to you today. Yay. <laughs> so to get the, the conversation rolling, um, Ellie, I wanted to ask as our first question, what is a past life regression and how do you do that in your hypnotist practice? Sure. So a past life regression is the session that involves guiding a client into hypnosis. And then during that session, the client will very likely experience past life memories that relate in some way, shape, or form to their life now. In fact, there's always a benefit to a past life regression, but it's a very unique experience for each and every client. Mm, okay. And what are those benefits that you mentioned? So it, it does vary a lot. So very often people come because they have fears or phobias or because they have a limiting relationship within the family that they have, or you know they're, they're suffering a loss and they're, they're going through some grief because somebody who passed away uh, but there are many different reasons why people come in. Uh, but, you know, just an example with, with a, you know, we had a client a couple of years back who had a, uh, who had a fear of thunder and lightning, couldn't leave the house when there was a thunderstorm, just couldn't do it. And, you know, you know, tried CBT, tried all these different um, modalities to see if, you know, to see if something could help and nothing helped. And so this person, you know, as a last resort came to us and said, let's just try past life regression, just see what comes up. And sure enough, this person was a woman, by the way, um, in a past life, she was a man and mm -hmm. she was in the middle of a battle. It was some sort of like um, a war, if you will. And so they're there fighting basically in a forest. And uh, at the end of the scene, at the end of the past life regression, this person who's now a man in this lifetime mm -hmm. dies, slumped up against a tree with thunder and lightning in the background. Wow. And that one event, trigger that fear of thunder and lightning. Yeah. And once we, once, once we reframe that experience, when I say reframe, you know, mm -hmm. allowed that person to see it from a different perspective, um, they were able to, able to release that fear and they were able to go outside during, 
you know, thunderstorms, she, the fear was completely gone after the yeah, session. That's very so, interesting. Yeah. How did you get started doing this? What triggered this for you to get into this field? Well, I, at a very young age, my, my mother introduced me to some work, including uh, some of the work of Dr. Brian Weiss, who I'm, I'm guessing you guys have heard of. Right. Um, he, you know, in fact, I later got trained by him. Um, but I started reading books about him at a very young age, and I was mm-hmm. always interested in it. And then at one point, I decided to have a past life progression myself. I thought it was a fascinating experience. And then when I had the opportunity later in life, I decided I was going to learn how to do it myself. But essentially, that was the progression for me. Yeah, so that started it. Yeah. I, I always find that I, I have a fear and I, it's a recurring fear of getting lost, which is to me is ridiculous. But since I've been a teenager, I've had this fear and I have it to this sure. day. And I'm sure it has come from my past life because it sure didn't come from this lifetime, you know. So the work that you do is is very rewarding if you can get over the fears, you know, um, of whatever is holding you back. Uh, I do get on the highways and I do my GPS, but I still have that (laughs) ridiculous because I I'm a realtor by day and, you know, to have a fear of getting lost is ridiculous. And I think the universe made me go into that field so I would get over it. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's there. So I give you kudos. Well, thank you. You know, when you say it's ridiculous, it's really not ridiculous because when you go through what you're going through, it's very real and it's very, it impacts your it life. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, uh, absolutely. Um, I worked if I'm going to give you one other example, if I may. I was sure. working with a woman years ago and she had all these physical ailments. She had, you know, swelling in her legs. She had this, I don't want to, it's almost like an unhealthy relationship with her son where she just felt so protective of her son that mm-hmm. she was almost like smothering him in a way. Mm-hmm. She had anxiety, generalized anxiety. And she also had, couldn't sleep. She had insomnia as well, too. And she, again, as a last resort, she came to see me. And uh, sure enough, she goes back to a lifetime where she was being essentially tortured. Mm. And what they did was they actually cut her knees. They cut her legs. They did oh, all wow. these terrible things to her. And as she was dying, I asked her to think of the last thought she had before she died. And her last thought was of this young boy. And this young boy was her son in that lifetime. And I asked her to go ahead and notice that young boy's eyes. And as she noticed that young boy's eyes, it reminded her of her own son in her current lifetime now. Mm-hmm. And she was leaving this son behind because she just died. And that was, the, that was the prevailing thought as she died. Oh, my God, my son's going to be by himself. I'm leaving him alone. I can't protect him anymore. That was what she carried forward. Yeah. And after that, and after that session, you know, we did some things to help her to let that go and to see things mm-hmm. from a different perspective. But after that session, the insomnia was gone. The panic attacks mm-hmm. were gone. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the discomfort was gone. And then, you know, and she had a completely different perspective in terms of her relationship with her son as well, too. She wasn't nearly as protective anymore. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I can relate to that because I've had I've had three children and I have that with my uh, second son. And it's terrible. It's you know, it's, and I don't like it at all. And I'm sure it's come from a past life. And, you know, I don't know really 
I'm very overprotective from the day he was born, very overprotective and um, to the point where it's smothering. (laughs) So I can relate to that story totally. And I mean, he's grown up now. He's in his 40s. He's a very famous uh, cardiac work. He's a cardiac advisor for doctors. But I still have to. Did you get home? Okay. (laughs) Tell me when you get home. (laughs) text me you're okay mom i'm okay (laughs) it's 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 terrible and then my daughter i have call me in a week you know (laughs) sure it's actually much more common i get a lot of people come to me for that exact same reason i have a lot of people i work with that reason yeah yeah okay good so for someone who's experienced these traumatic past life experiences like how long does it take for them to heal like do they come to you for one session or is it multiple sessions? How does that work? So that does vary from, from, from client to client, from person to person. Um, some people need just one session. Some people need multiple sessions. There's no way for me to know that ahead of time. But um, when, let's say somebody experiences a memory, similar to what I described to you before, a traumatic memory of some sort, um, part of what I do is help them to let that go subconsciously. Um, so once they do that, that memory no longer impacts them the way it has been up until then. So I would never just bring up a memory and not address it before ending the session. You have to do that as part of what I do. Um, so in terms of healing the trauma, when the memory comes up, I'm going to make sure that they, they, they do what they need to do to be able to let that go. But they may need more than one session to sort of go through the things they need to go through to be able to sort of really see the type of change that they want to experience. Hmm. And during the session, is it that the person is now speaking to you what it is that they're seeing and you're giving feedback on that or how does a good question? Work? So it, that's actually different for every client. So some people are very visual, so they'll see these scenes, right? You just, you just called it seeing, but some people, you know, it'll come to them in the combination of thoughts, sensations in their body, um, emotions. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's different for every single person. Like, as you probably know, some people are more visual, some people are more auditory, some people are more kinesthetic. And that's the way they sort of process information and experience memories. So everybody's a little bit different, but yeah, they're describing what they're experiencing. Somebody might say to me, you know what? I have a pain in my leg and I, I shouldn't, but I have this pain in my leg. Mm-hmm. And they may learn later on that they were stabbed in the leg in a past lifetime. So uh-huh. that, that discomfort may lead them to the memory. Um, or they might start to just get very, very fearful, even though they might be anxious in general, they're just getting very, 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 very afraid during the session. And that actually leads into the scene that they need to experience and need to sort of reframe. So it varies from person to person, but they're describing what they're experiencing. And then I'm doing various techniques to help them to let it go. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you ever find that somebody doesn't get hematized? Um, like, I don't know, like they're fighting it or they're afraid of it or... Sure. I mean, so listen, I will say to you that that past life regression is my most successful session. It's easily 90 something percent success rate. I mean, I don't know exactly, but somewhere in there. Um, Now, if they're very, very fearful of what might come up, which Mm -hmm. some people are, they're not going to allow themselves to have the experience because they're just so fearful. Right. Mm -hmm. So so that may take more than one session to get into the point where they're comfortable enough to sort of sort of let let these memories come to them. Um, but for the most part, people will have the experience during the first session. Okay. Cool. Cool. Interesting. So we just talked about past life regressions, but could you explain to us what is a life between lives regression? 
Sure. Um, so I was not only trained by Dr. Brian Weiss, but also the Michael Newton Institute. And he's another famous doctor who sort of specialized in light between lives regression. And what that regression is, is focusing on that space between lives, what some people might call the afterlife. Okay. That space where we reconnect with the souls in our soul group. Um, we understand better our soul history and we can uh, we can sort of learn from our past lives. In other words, so we experience a lifetime, we pass away, and then we go to this space to reflect on what happened in this lifetime and what might be best for us to experience in our next lifetime so that we sort of grow as a soul. Right. Um, and it's, it's much more than that, but it, it, it also includes communication in most cases with a, um, I, it's called a spirit guide, but a guide who guides mm-hmm. us through the many incarnations that we have. Um, and sort of, He's sort of a teacher slash uh, soul who gives us feedback in terms of what we probably want to do going forward. Right. Um, but it's, it's a time of reflection, a time of reconnecting with other souls that are important to us, mm-hmm. part of our soul group. And we can learn a lot about our soul history and the, and the many lifetimes we've led. So a past life regression is more about focusing specifically on past lives, where life between lives regression is more focused on that space between lives. Mm, very interesting. I was telling Renee uh, earlier, I was doing um, uh, an event last night and a mother came up to me and said that um, she has a five-year-old son and all he does is talk about his past lives, um, where he, what country he lived in and what city and what he dressed like. And, and she says, it's, it's, it's sort of irritating to her because that's all he talks about. And he wants to find, <laughs> wants to find his own family. He goes, you're not my family. And his mother goes, well, yes, I am. I gave birth to you. No, you're not. It's you're not my family. These aren't my brothers and sisters. I want to see my old family. And she's like, how do I stop him from doing this? I said, I don't know, but listen, listen to our podcast tomorrow. <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. So, so a specialist. So, I said, I don't have the answer, but he, she says he's driving her crazy because he doesn't think he's in the right family. <laughs> so, so that's pretty rare. I will say that, but I will say that there's a belief that when children are very, very young, I mean, like, you know, up to a year old, they're still aware of some of their past lives at that point. Okay. That's what I told them. And, yeah. And then there's sort of a veil, if you will. So in other words, we no longer remember those things and for a purpose, uh, because it can interfere with our lives now. In other words, right. if if we know that, you know, we died in a past lifetime and somebody wronged us in some way and we're with them in this lifetime in a different with right. a different relationship dynamic, that could impact our lives now, right? So right. Uh, we're veiled for that reason. Uh, but there have been a few people who have come to me with children, teenagers who have vivid memories of past lives and they want to be able to, to learn more. Right. And in the case of the, of the, of the five-year-old you just mentioned, it might be a value for that five-year-old to do a past life regression so they can sort of understand, well, that was, that was then. Mm-hmm. And now you're leading a different life where you're meant to sort of, you know, grow and learn from this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that might be, a, that might be a value for that, for, well, for somebody gonna, like that. Yeah. I'm going to tell her about you. And I said, you know, we're doing a podcast on it today. And sure. he even says, don't call me that name. That's not my name. And <laughs> says, yeah, yeah, that that's pretty rare. I will say that. that yeah, is pretty rare. She homeschools so, yeah. him because she's afraid to send him to school. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. He doesn't know what see. he's going to come up with. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why that might be an issue. I get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was really interesting. And and I do know that um, my granddaughter who just turned five, she, she actually remembers her past lives too. She, uh, they just had another baby, um, a little boy, and she says his name is Jack. And my son goes, no, his name is Jacob, but no, it's Jack. And she's insisting <laughs> that it's Jack. So I said, Tim, maybe this was her brother in another lifetime and his name was Jack. So just go along with it for a while. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just accept but, it for now. Exactly. So this is Jack. And even though it's Jacob, but um, she's so spiritual and she tells me about her past lives and the people that visit her at nighttime and, and their names. And, you know, I go along with it because I think it's fascinating. And my son doesn't stop her from it because he believes in all of this. So it's it's sort of cool. But after five years old, I find they sort of block it out and not block it up, but they're taught not to say this stuff or Yep. You know, it's it sort of changes after five years old. So um, but I think it's fascinating. I, I always ask her, who's in your room? Oh, there's so-and-so in here and she keeps combing my hair and I don't like <laughs> it. And, and and she moves my toys and, get, and then she goes, get out now or I'll get the smoke out, the sage. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. She knows how to deal with them. Okay, fair enough. She has sage in her room and she wow. opens her windows and she goes, get out now. <laughs> I guess where she learned wow. that from. Um, Grandmother. I can guess. I, I can guess. I can guess. Okay. Okay. So in your sessions, after you, the session is over, do your clients typically remember what they saw and learned? Or is there a process for you to remove painful memories? How does that work? So yeah, 99 point some percent of the time people remember everything that they experienced during the session. Mm -hmm. um, it's extremely rare for people not to remember what they experience. Um, so no, I don't, I don't attempt or delete or, or remove any memories. Um, but I reframe them. So I help them to let it go. Um, so my goal is that by the end of the session, whatever happened to them, good, bad, or whatever it might be, they realize, okay, that was that lifetime. And that has nothing to do with what I'm doing right now in the current lifetime. Mm -hmm. So let me give you an example. That's different. I had a woman come to me and she was just having a tough time with somebody in her family. She just, the minute she'd walk into the room with this person, she would just get this, this terrible feeling like she doesn't know, but she didn't trust him. She didn't like him. She didn't want to be in the same room with him. There was no real reason why this was the case. And sure enough, she did a past life regression and this person in a different lifetime and a different body had wronged her in some way, shape or form. And she was holding on to that. And that was the dynamic in that lifetime. But during the session, we were able to help her to let that go. And after the session, she was able to sort of have a, a normal relationship with this person and not hold against him what he did in a past lifetime to her. Mm. So that's, they're going to, clients are going to remember what they experience. Um, but they're just not going to be impacted by those memories the way they were prior to this session. Yeah. And, as, you know, yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. No, that's interesting. Because as a medium, I've been doing readings for about 20 years now. <clears throat> I, I relate to that totally. Um, you know, people go, you know, I've never done anything to this person, you know, and they're so mean to me and they're so this and through that. And, you know, and there's, there's reasons, you know, and I go, well, maybe... 
in the past life, you did something bad to them. And this is like payback. How does it feel? You know, the people don't like to hear that. But, you know, I always say that you don't want to be prejudiced. You don't want to do this. You don't want to be that because you come back and you have to experience it. And maybe this is what you're doing now. So I say, take it like a big girl or take it like a big boy <laughs> and learn. And that's and I say it to myself when things happen. I go, take it like a big girl. You know, you, that's what you tell your clients. So I have to say it to myself sometimes, you know, because you don't know what you've done to the other person. I mean, I've had these, I haven't done a thing to you. You know, why you hate me or, you know, not hate me, but dislike me. And, and I was like, okay, what did I do to them? You know, it's, it's, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is, right? You deal with it. Absolutely. And, and listen, you know, it's my belief that throughout our various lifetimes, we've all done things. We've wronged people, essentially, of you course. know, in some, you know, so, so there's a learning by receiving what you've, what you've given in the past as well. too. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah. we just have to accept that's part of the, part of the journey. What, what do you say to somebody that's not a believer? Like, Mm. No, obviously I, this is what I do for a living too. And people are like, especially um, people that have strong religions or, you know, sure. this is a no, no. And, you know, I, I, do you try to convince the people or you just let it go or. No. So I don't, I definitely don't try to convince them because, um, you know, here's what I would say though. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. A woman came to me for a clinical session, not a past life regression. And she had a fear of bugs mm -hmm. and she spontaneously went to a past life related to this fear. Okay. Right. And at the end of the session, she goes, I don't believe what just happened. I said, that's okay. You don't have to believe what happened. You could look at it as a metaphor. If you mm -hmm. want to, if you want to look at it as a metaphor that your unconscious mind presented, that's fine as well too. Mm -hmm. But ultimately if you're, if you overcome this fear, that's what really matters. Right. So whatever you think it is, mm -hmm. you know, if you overcome it and sure enough, she overcame it. And um, she became a believer because she overcame this fear right. of bugs. But I never try and convince anybody of anything. I mean, I've had people, I've had worked with people on a clinical level that were, to you know, totally non-believers, and mm -hmm. that's what I always tell them: just think of it as a metaphor. Does that answer your question? Yes, yes. Okay. I, I try. I don't try to convince people either. Um, I just say, you know, over the years, it's worked, and you know, it's. It comes up in the mediumship and the readings and, you know, try to, you know, try it yourself. I don't try to convince them though, but, um, you know, you get a lot of feedback because of uh, beliefs, you know, religious, religious beliefs and, you know, but it, it is what it is. I tell them, unless you want to experience and, and see if it helps you, then that's all I can tell you. You know, yep. and, and I would say 98% of the people say to me, oh, my God, it changed my life. <laughs> well, well, there you go. Right. I mean, that's yeah. the proof is in the pudding. Right. So but I don't um, try to push myself or convince people because it doesn't do any good, you know. And I, I suspect probably like me that people who come to you have some belief in the idea. Otherwise they, they wouldn't to. be coming to you. Right. That's exactly so, what I tell people. You wouldn't be talking to me right now if you didn't have some belief. Yeah. <laughs> and people go, well, don't tell my husband I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get that sometimes too. That's uh, I do get that. Don't tell my church people, please. We have the same group of friends. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> oh my god. Awesome. So, with that said. Um, Ellie, was there anything else that you wanted to share with our audience about what it is that you do? 
Um, any anything you want to share with us in addition? Sure, sure. So you know, a lot of people have this misconception that hypnosis is mind control or that you're out, unaware, you're asleep, and that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, clients are aware the whole time. Uh, they're not giving up control in any way, shape, or form. If they wanted to, they could open their eyes and end the session, but they don't want to because they're experiencing these past life memories or life between lives memories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a very profound experience. It could be a very healing experience. So people just go through it, mm-hmm. but they're never, they're never unaware. They're aware of their surroundings and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to add to some of the one more benefit that people can, can, can have by doing these types of sessions um, it's common for clients to realize they had a, a skill, like maybe an artist or something in a past lifetime, and they take up that, and they take it up in their current life, and they realize, wow, this is actually fairly easy for me, or mm-hmm. easier than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the benefit of having a past life regression is being able to identify something that you're good at, and then doing that in your current life as well too. So. Yeah. I have one more question. Uh, is it better to see you in person or do you get the same benefits over the phone? So I, I actually believe it's actually more beneficial to do it like we're doing it right now. And I'll tell you why. You know, you mentioned before that some people are anxious about, or I think we came up before that some people are anxious about the idea of doing a session. So when they're doing it in their own bed, because they're familiar with that space or their own couch, mm-hmm. because they're familiar with the space, they relax more quickly, but more importantly, they go into hypnosis more deeply. And, and I didn't expect that to be the case. I mean, I learned that during COVID that, you know, my, my clients were just relaxing and going much deeper into hypnosis than they did in person. I said to myself, that can't be, but yet time after time, that's what I found. So I actually believe it's actually more effective to do it in a space that you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, that's the best way to do it. Well, so. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause <clears throat> I was seeing a lot of clients in person, but yeah. then when COVID hit, uh, <laughs> I stopped seeing people in, in, in person. And I thought, mm, I don't know if this is going to work, even though I do readings from all over the country. Uh, these clients are used to seeing me in person. And so sure. I got a little bit of feedback. Like, mm, is it really going to work? And, that, and actually I like it better. Some people say, well, how can you do that? How can you connect our own energy? And I go, because I do, I go into the alpha zone and, and I call my spirit guides and I tap into your energy and I'm right on and they go, okay. But so I guess I had that question because you, you always picture people laying on a couch, you know, yep. <laughs> and you know, like their eyes closed and like you see in the movies or something, you know? Yeah. But, uh, no, no. I, I, I think it's more effective doing it in a space you're familiar with. So absolutely for me, I prefer to do it that way too, because of that reason. So great. All right. Can you get rid of my phobias? Uh, absolutely. Just, just we'll, we'll sign up a time and take care of all of it for you. No problem. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get lost anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know where I'm going. <laughs> and then I don't have to text my son every five minutes. You know, mom, I'm in the operating room. Please, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. <laughs> Well, I guess this is it. And uh, Renee, you got anything else? No. Uh, where can where can they reach you, Ellie? How can they get in touch with you? Sure. So I have a website, tryhypnosisnow.com. And uh, also have a phone number, 877-800-6443. I'll repeat that, 877-800-6443. If you have any questions, any interest, feel free to give us a call or visit our website. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking this time. I thought it was very interesting. I thank both you and Renee. It was was a pleasure to be with you both. And this was a lot of fun for me. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much.
Oh, you're welcome.